Zach, you're late. Ah, sorry, Scott. There was a disturbance. Always a disturbance with you. Come on, look. Last year, we did 120 daily episodes about Sam Raimi's Spider-Man one minute at a time. This year, we have to cover the sequel. If we don't, not only are we defaulting on our podcast guarantee, but we'll lose the listeners forever. Look, you're my only hope. You need to record 125 daily episodes in six and one quarter months, or our show is canceled. All 125 minutes of Spider-Man 2? Including the time when Peter fights with a janitor's closet? Yes! What about that time Aunt May threw him a birthday party and only two people showed up? That too. Or when that guy from that really old movie, Army of Darkness, keeps him from seeing Mary Jane's play? Obviously. Even the time that Peter loses his powers and has to share an elevator with E! Entertainment's own Hal Sparks? We're covering every single minute of Spider-Man 2, from pizza time to train-related crimes and everything in between, on Season 2 of Spider-Man Minute. So if people want to listen, they should just go to DuelingGenre.com or wherever they get their podcasts, right? Right. Go! I forgot, I forgot what I wrote this minute ended with, and now I feel like a dweeb, Victoria. Oh, but you should totally do it. <laughs> I mean, I will. I'll write it. I'll say it. I'll say it, but I just feel silly about it. Since, since when does that ever stop you? It's not going to. Oh, that's what I'm saying, but since when has it ever bothered you? I don't know. I got everyone, everyone got a lot of feedback from the Chumbawamba joke when, when, uh... Right? So, so this should, this should be, this should be fun. This is, this is... This is in the same vein. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we, we solemnly swear we're up to no good. good. podcast that's overanalyzing the Harry Potter movies one mysterious chamber minute at a time. I should just say one chamber of secrets minute at a time, but that's lame. It's too, it's too, it's too. It's so on the nose. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Draco. And we have Mike Carlucci with us again. Welcome back, Mike. Hey, it's great to be back. So glad to have you. I always enjoy chatting with you, so I'm glad that uh, we've got you on to wrap the week up with, like, big stuff the next two days. Oh my goodness, Ooh. revelations and and all sorts. Everything's coming together. It's all Everything's happening. Coming together. It's all happening here in minute 139, which starts with Harry approaching the statue of Salazar Slytherin, and it ends with a foreigner joke. <laughs> um... Which, which I, I just, Harry, every time I watch this minute when I was taking my notes, when Harry says, like, she's as cold as ice, every time that song plays in my head. I can't stop it. Can't stop it. <laughs> uh, I like this, the whole beginning of this minute, just Harry's, like, approach of the, the actual statue. Um, I think I just really love the reflection in the water. And, like, it sucks, but, like, her body set, like, like, symmetrically centered, like, right in the middle of the chamber. Like, there's just something really aesthetically pleasing about the entire layout of this set to me. I like that when, when you get to the side of her body, you can see the gradual slope of the, the floor of the chamber sloping down into the pool of water so that, like... It looks really shallow at the edges here, but it gets, right. deeper. it gets deeper. So it makes sense when the snake comes out of the middle of the water later. Mm-hmm. That like, oh yeah, like they're just at the edge of this hole in the middle. Right. The shore. It always drives me crazy because yeah, like when you when I watched it as a kid, Harry like runs across this pool of water like like this it's like, ankle deep, and it's yeah. just like, where did this snake come oh, out of? But you can magic. see that it gets deeper as it gets closer to the statue of Salazar. You mean your mind just didn't tell you it was magic? The, well, <laughs> it's magic. 
But this monster is this the snake the the basilisk has like a physical like a physicality like it doesn't seem like it. Well, okay. I mean, I guess we talked about it going Santa Claus like through the pipes, right? But so I mean, it has. I don't think that's how it works. No, no. I think the word pipes is the wrong word. Because these are more like sewer channels. Aqueducts. Aqueducts? Before such things existed, maybe? Well, Romans had aqueducts pre the AD. Yeah, yeah. So. Rule format. But they they weren't like underground. Right. Like, well systems like this. No. Yeah, you're right. It's weird. So was this just, like, before the... Before indoor plumbing, was it Hogwarts? Was this all just, like, like a cave system? Like, you know how we talked about, like, um, between where they dropped into the, the pit of bones underneath the bathroom? Right. To, like, where the cave-in happened? Like, the cave-in happened and it looked just like a cave. Like, there wasn't... It wasn't, like, like smooth structures. Structure, yeah. And, mm-hmm. And I feel like the this inside the chamber looks like that other than where the statues are built up and, like, the walkway that he walks on. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine that this was just all, like, hollow underground the castle. Like, all of this was the Chamber yeah. of Secrets, and now it's just what's left of the Salazar bit. I see. Maybe? Maybe? Yeah, I definitely think that the vault door door was, like, a late addition, too. I don't okay. think that goes back to a thousand years ago. Like, as old as the chamber itself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. The Gaunts were very ingen... ingen- had a lot of ingenuity, apparently. Apparently. pre Marope and her dad. Well, the the vault door being kind of mechanical and and circular working is reminiscent of the way the sink sort of unfolds and and unwinds itself. So maybe they were put in at the same time, because once you had an easy access through the sink, you know, any stray student could just fall down there and, you know, get eaten by the basilisk. Yeah. So you've got so so the chamber itself gets. uh separated off from the rest of the like underground cave system that seems to exist under Hogwarts. If a if an earthquake happened under Hogwarts, would there be a ca- like would it would would it be like a sinkhole? Would this all collapse? Uh, yeah. This is all hollow. That's not safe. That's not safe. <laughs> That's not safe at all. There's like a cave system beneath the school. So it's like crap is going down down here. How, what, what's what happens preventing? The, yeah, what's the foundation of the school isn't as as sturdy as I thought it was. Apparently, Appar- apparently, yeah. Ooh, it's yeah. Thing, it's, it's a good thing they're not prone to earthquakes, right? Very fortunate. It's magical. It's magical foundation. Magical foundation. <laughs> <laughs> or the alternative explanation for shifting staircases: just lots of tectonic instability. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's to it's uh there the moving staircases are counterbalances to the the movement of the castle Ooh. on this unsteady foundation. <laughs> That's a stretch. <laughs> but it works in my brain, so That's all that matters. <laughs> there we go. Headcanon accepted. Right. It's overly complicated enough that wizards would do it. Yes, that's the thing is they're just, they're like, well, we'll do magical make it work. Like, they're not looking for the easy solution. They're just looking for the one that works. Right, yeah. yeah. Not picky. You don't need engineering <coughs> if you have magic. You just magic it up. But they have, but there's the statue of the architect of Hogwarts. Right? They had an architect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. super no I mean, like, that's a movie <laughs> and that's everyone, a movie thing though everyone, yeah, yeah. everyone forgets still, about it it's like oh yeah oh yeah there's an architect they hired oh, a guy yeah. to build the I think Salazar hired this guy on the side and was like hey I want to build a I want to build a, a chamber of um secrets if you will a secret chamber <laughs> it's like a secret chamber a chamber of secrets if you will you have yeah. to go the other way around yeah 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 exactly as he like stroking that beard his beard <laughs> Yes. yes. Like I think I could make this work, and I'd and I'd like a big statue of myself in there too. It's like, 
oh, okay. okay. <laughs> who's who's going to be paying for this? No. I just, I don't know. It's so silly. I'm picturing the Simpsons uh, <laughs> founding, <laughs> like founding father's story with Homer oh. and Salazar Slytherin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Charge it to Mr. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> just think about the richest person you know be like Try yeah to that guy yeah. <laughs> he'll pay for it it's so good don't tell him what it's for though so harry sees the crumpled form of Ginny at the edge of this pool and he's so distraught as he runs towards her that he drops his wand which is dumb you can hear it clatter yeah that that wood uh-huh hitting cement sound basically i'm just like harry you're so dumb hold on to your wand that's kind of an important thing to have yeah at all times i mean you do know master you're dumbledore is gonna secrets. kill me <laughs> it's like you do know you're in the chamber of secrets right now well he just but it's just like he's he's so concerned with with rescuing her and making sure she's okay then he yeah but he just drops his wand on the ground like it doesn't matter like harry your wand is your life now i just want someone to do like a really awesome spell and then like a mic drop but it's like a wand drop oh yes (laughs) oh that would be amazing harry wins the battle against against voldemort using expelliarmus so then he just drops the elder one like, uh, like, I don't need that. Bam! Mike Done. <laughs> I like it. Mm-hmm. What you gonna do now, Tom? Just cons- consistently always call him Tom, no matter what. <sighs> when Harry calls when Harry calls Voldemort Tom, it makes me so irrationally no, it's happy. Great. It's great. It's uh, like one of the best things. Yeah, because he worked so hard for his image. Yeah, and they're so, like, basically this so little piss ant. of it. Yeah. Like, this little piss ant just... Freaking called me my real name. How dare you? He just drops his wand. I knew people in high school like that who like did not want to go by their real name mm-hmm. and made up like some stupid fake name for themselves. And if you call them by their real name, they get super pissed off. It's just like sure. what the hell? Who are you? <laughs> some stupid whiny fifteen year old. Shut up. <laughs> well, he exactly. He's literally Tom's literally a sixteen year old kid. Yeah. When he came up with emo. this, I know. Yeah, I'm so He's cool. This followers. is my name now. <laughs> he gave himself a fake name. We'll talk about that next he week. Gave us, oh he gave himself God. a super cringeworthy like it's emo name. Super funny. It's super funny, and I love it. And it's so it's so extra. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Let me tell. Oh my God! I forgot to write down. Voldemort oh, is just his D and D character. I uh, <laughs> nice. I love I love Tom Riddle materializing out of the shadows here. It is nice because it's so inky black over there. You know, I just I just thought about this. Mm-hmm. This is the same shot. I mean, it's it's a different location, but the same shot of Dumbledore's first appearance at the beginning of Sorcerer's Stone, walking out of the trees. Oh, well, yeah. He just materializes in the space like he's been here the whole time and and there's something like there's something forgive me for the for the bad pun there's something magical about it <laughs> i well it just, it's so it's and harry's trusting of him like we don't have any reason to like think that this guy is the bad guy yet and and all we've seen was that he he thought that he caught Hagrid and he was wrong, but Harry has no reason to suspect that he framed Hagrid, just that he was like incorrect. Right. But Tom's here. Mm-hmm. You guys, this dude died 50, this, well, not died. Harry saw this guy at this age 50 years ago in a diary. And now here he is in the, I want to say in the flesh. I have a question. Tom and, and Harry have this back and forth where, uh, Harry, Harry, Harry's worried about Ginny and Tom says like, oh, she won't wake. Like she's still alive, but only just, I think, is it in this? He tells Harry, Harry's like, are you a ghost? And he says a memory. It's like, then how are you preserved in the, is he like, is he solid? 
I don't think he's flesh and blood. If like, could you okay, grab wait. him? Yeah, could Harry touch him? He picks up the wand, so he's got physicality. Yeah, he picked up a, a, a physical thing. He's more physical than a ghost. Yes, obviously. But, like, could Harry grab his arm? Right, could he, like, wrestle him to the ground? Like, give him my wand back. Would he bleed? Like, okay, let's take this a little bit further. Because I think right now, because he's a memory, I don't think that's the case. I don't think he would bleed. I don't think, like, I don't think he's that substantial yet. Mm-hmm. But if he succeeds, if Ginny dies, is Tom Riddle flesh and blood again? It seems Does like... Does he have a heartbeat? It seems like, well, uh, he says, as she gets weaker, I get stronger. Yeah. So it's almost like they're swapping places. So Will like, she be trapped in the diary so now? So she'll be trapped in the diary? I don't think that's how no. that works. No, but she won't... Well, she'll cease to live. Yeah. And where he will live. And it makes me think that he'll be flesh and bone again. Which is some real dark, weird magic there going on. <laughs> yeah. Conveniently, that's the uh, plot of the, the the Gnome King in Return to Oz. <gasps> turns right? <laughs> citizens of Oz into stone and he becomes human. Or into, into ornaments. That's fascinating. This sort of transfer of energy is interesting. Because it's very like... <laughs> Tom Riddle is following the laws of thermodynamics with his magic. Energy can't be created or destroyed, so he's taking her energy to make himself... Yeah, like swapping. Yeah. Yeah, there's an exchange that's going Mm -hmm. on. Through... Through... Is it through the... It's through the connection of the diary, right? Like It's gotta be. What else is there? Yeah, because he couldn't just, like... It couldn't have been any other person brought down to the chamber so that he could rise. Because she's the one who's been writing in it and has mm-hmm. made this connection. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been kind of harboring Voldemort this year. He's like possessing her. We'll talk about more more tomorrow when he describes what's been going on. But he's been like possessing her in much the same, like, in much the same way as Quirrell, making him do things or making her do things that she wouldn't necessarily do. Obviously. Hmm. It's like a, it's a soul thing. Like she's this, his soul is in this diary, but it's like possessing her. So it's sort of moving into her. So, so it's whereas like with Quirrell, he was like sharing that. Yeah. And trying to overtake Quirrell and his body. But it's, so is he taking this, her soul? It's like he's switching. Is he taking her? Like, what is he, what is he taking from? Like vitality? Vitality, maybe? Her essence. It, but it's not because it's not her soul. Like he's still gonna be a fragment of a person, right? At the cell, at the solar level. So solar. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like solar, like, like um, solar powered. But I, I like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it just that it just worked for me. I, I'm glad that you're on my side here. Uh, but I don't. It's not. But he's becoming flesh and blood. And that feels different than, like, an exchange of, like, essence. I I don't know. This is weird, you guys. This is weird, creepy, dark magic that we don't really talk about how dark and horrible this is. But it's pretty bad. This is messed up stuff. This is, like, this is on the level of what we talked about with with Cassandra. About, like, creating life. Was this someone on our... our, um... On our listeners page, saying that they disagreed with us about the whole like older Voldemort coming into contact. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of our listeners said that he felt that like the two of them would team up. That that old Voldemort would be like, "I admire your tenacity, young me." It's like, have as an adult, have you ever gone back and listened or read or anything like that of stuff you said when you were a teenager and realize how awful and cringeworthy and just wrong you were it's been a long time since he was 16 here's a physical representation of like your teenage angst yeah and it's just like ugh like no (laughs) i feel like no you'd kill it If, if if 16 year old me was in front of me right now i'd be like no like Oh God! Oh girl! Let go of no. your past. Kill it if like you have to. Right? Exactly. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I don't think they would team up at all. No, I, I, I. There's a part of me that thinks that like, 
Only, only for strength the numbers thing, like nah. they thinking it's going to help him in some way. But other than that, I, I don't I have, think I have two differing opinions. One of them is like, if Voldemort, um, if Voldemort succeeded here, and Ginny died, and young Tom Riddle was physical again, mm-hmm. I think that like the sliver of soul that is like old Voldemort, the original Voldemort, the one that, like, was still in possession of his body until Harry's, the spell on Harry backfired. Right. I think that Voldemort would just possess the body of young Voldemort. I mean, that sounds more like... I think they would, like, reunite. I think he would just be 16 again. He'd be a 66-year-old in his 16-year-old body. Like, this is like, um, this is like, like, House of the Scorpion. Like, uh, you clone, you make clones of yourself so you can harvest their organs so you can stay young forever. Oh, gosh. But instead it's like, or this is more like, um, what was that movie with, um, God. Oh. Where he takes, he, he puts his older brain in the body of the younger person. The one you know what with. I'm talking about? The one with Johnny Depp? I think there was a different. That movie. was another one that was very similar. That like yeah, that was that was, was the one where it was like his in, brain. Like, a computer. Yeah, no, this is one where it's like this person is moving their their soul into like a younger person's body, so that he can be young again. I feel like that's a... but this isn't like a Freaky Friday situation. I think it's yeah. more of like a horror, like I'm taking over, over. you body thing. Like yeah. there will be no more you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, I guess Tom Riddle's sliver of... Can pieces of Horcrux's soul be reunited? I feel like you have to destroy it. For the person who created you would have to destroy you. Like, Voldemort would have oh. to destroy the Horcrux that he made so if, to get part if, of his soul back. Okay, that but it would sense, have to be... Right? But it would have to be, like, original Voldemort. Like, OG Voldemort... The yeah. one who comes back in fourth year, the one who, like, was vanquished by the boy who lived. Right. If Voldemort, that sliver of soul, mm-hmm. the, 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 the main soul, I'm just gonna keep calling him OG Voldy. If OG Voldy was the one who stabbed the diary with the basilisk fang, would he reabsorb that piece of soul instead of destroying it when Harry does it? I think that's exactly what kind of would have happened. But Harry's got a piece of this soul. Why doesn't he it's take it in? not the same. Any? It's because the same, they're already he's fragments. just another piece. So if 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 Tom, if little sixteen year old Tom Riddle became mm. physical, and then he destroyed a, a Horcrux, that might not work either because they're fragments. Because there's they're, they're, they're not they the themselves Voldy. are fragments. They're not the original but, soul. But but the original soul is also still just a fragment now too. But it still is like the the main one. It's the, it's the one that's it. It's the original con. I don't know, Victoria. Like, if we get it, we can get... This is into into that point of, like, if you split your consciousness into two two bodies, which one is the original you? You've never seen The Prestige, and I don't want to spoil it for you. I feel like the one that's... It's like the whole, like, oh, I I can clone myself, and... But which one's the original? If you clone yourself, and the clone thinks that it's you... Right. Like, when Tom Riddle split his soul, he was a 16-year-old. So you have two slivers of 16-year-old Tom Riddle. Which one's the real Riddle? The one that continued. The one that stayed in the body? Yes. To me, that's that's the one that... I would think so, too, but I don't know if it actually works like that. I don't know. I don't know. I assume it works like that. We don't know. Or does or doesn't work that way, because who knows? No one knows. We're just... This is all speculation and and just having fun here. But that's how it works in my Fun. head. Fun. <laughs> Quote unquote. Um that's that's why I think so too. I think that the I think the Voldemort that stayed in possession of the body is the like the That's one. the one that's still growing and having new experiences. And yeah. so that's the one that feels the most authentically Voldemort. Right. No, exactly. But like this kid thinks that he's Voldemort. No, like he doesn't he does. think that he's a piece he thinks he if he is. became human, he would see himself as I am Voldemort. Yeah. He's literally going to write it in the sky next week. Uh, I don't think that he sees himself as a fragment. And that's interesting if he came up against like other pieces. But now he is the true Voldemort. 
Or the, he's the most Voldemort of all the Voldemort. He's people. the most substantial at the moment, as far as we're aware. And he has 50% of Voldemort's original soul. Right? Do you think it fractions that way? I think, because we've talked about this too, like, I think we sort of talked about, like, what pieces we think are the strongest. And I do, I definitely think it's a descending, like, each time he makes one, it's less of himself. Yeah, this this piece yeah. of Voldemort is probably the most substantial piece of Voldemort. Because when Unless he created he could the say, diary, he I want to make seven. Off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he knew he knew before he made the first one that he wanted to make seven, um, because of the conversation he has with uh, Slughorn. Um, oh yeah. About Horcruxes, he says, "What if someone wanted to make you know say seven of them?" But there's no way that like when he murdered Myrtle and made the first Horcrux that he was like, "Okay, this one's going to be one." I don't know what's I don't know how many times seven goes into a hundred. This is gonna be one seventh of my soul. Yeah, like yeah. He, he didn't have a measuring cup to scoop out the amount of soul <laughs> he wanted to give up. Like I think it just fractured, and 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 my assumption would be that it it you're having yourself every time. But I don't I don't know if that's necessarily true either. I guess it depends on whether he had. Um... He knew already how many Horcruxes he was going to make. Well, he did. Well, then, then he could... I don't know. Then I don't think he could have... choose how much to partition. No? I don't think so. We don't know. We don't know. There's, don't know. A, there's a part yeah. of the, the Horcrux know. creating act that we don't know about that's like right. too taboo to talk about beyond the murder of a, of a person. There's like a second piece of that puzzle. And maybe that piece is like somehow like this internal struggle of like separating a piece of your soul like maybe there is a physical maybe he does have to like turn inward and like wrestle with himself in a very in a much more real way than we've like thought about before i don't know that's creepy it's all very dark and well it could be like um (laughs) it could be like the later enders games books where like they travel outside of the they they do like a teleportation thing in one of them and when they when they move to like the space outside the universe um ender's memory of his sister and his brother manifest inside the shuttle and then when they go back into reality those things still exist but it's an extension of his own soul that is giving them life so he's he's sort of partitioned himself in that way and then, like, when Ender dies, this version of his brother that is still him, it's his soul, but it's animating what his memory of his brother was, lives on without him. It's really philosophical and crazy, but maybe? Like, all of these pieces of Voldemort are still Voldemort. Even though they're separated, there's some, like, there's something shared between the souls. Well, well, it gets touchy whenever you have the ones that are like like Tom and like Harry and like Nagini, which are living things as opposed to the inanimate objects. Well, but the diary is not... Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right, exactly. Sorry, I was... When you said Tom, I thought you meant this Tom that we see appearing from the shadows and not Tom, like, the piece of Voldemort that was left in the body that got destroyed. OG Tom. OG Tom. Yeah. Like, the actual physical people are living things, rather, because Nagini... Probably contain more. Right? Because it's alive? Well, Harry was an accidental creation, though. That is true. I don't know. It's all very weird. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know the logistics of splitting your soul. Joe knows. That's a scary thing. She pro- Yeah, she does. I'm sure she does. She has horcruxes. They're, they're the books. Um... Yeah, That's why there's seven books, guys. Well, it could be, but it could be like it could be that like the diary is fifty percent Voldemort, and then and the... then like whatever fifty percent was in left in him, like it got twenty five, and then uh-huh. it kept getting halved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So by the time you get to Harry, Harry has like the smallest amount, but I feel like Harry has more than the smallest amount if he's the last one. I think Harry, I think Harry has the smallest amount, but it's like disproportionate. I think he got more than half of what was left. Okay. Because Voldemort lost his physicality completely. Yeah, completely. Like it. Yeah. Know. I don't know. Hmm. But at that point, it's like the diary is fifty percent, and then what? Like well, the chalice is twenty five percent, and then the ring is is twelve point five percent, and then 
whatever oh the next one is, 7.25%. Harry's yeah. like 3.175, something silly like that. Like, <laughs> I don't, maybe? I don't know. I don't know, but this is the most substantial. This is the, these, this, do you think this is the strongest Horcrux? Either only, of you guys. Only because it's a person. But it wasn't. But it wasn't a person. I mean, it made itself stronger. Could which the other is kind of scary? Could the other Horcruxes have done this? Could the locket have eventually drained Ron and became Voldemort? Oh, that's a good. Ooh. That's scary. But then, like, what about the other objects? Like, the locket could obviously is obviously draining the person who's wearing it. The uh, ring took Dumbledore's the hand. The ring took Dumbledore's hand, but... But I think like, that was destroying the ring that took Dumbledore's hand. Mm. No, they had destroyed it. They had destroyed it. No. The ring... Wasn't he already... The stone it, of the ring was the resurrection stone. Like, it was killing him, but, like, wasn't he already dying? <sighs> no, I think... I think that... I think his dying had to do with the hand withering, which had to do with the ring. With the ring. But they didn't destroy... Like, Harry and Ron don't destroy the ring in Hermione. Like, mm-hmm. I think I think Dumbledore did it. Somehow. Probably. Somehow. And I think what whatever he did, whatever Dumbledore did to do it, took his... Like, was li- led to his death. So, like, maybe. Maybe the other objects, to also some could have been this strong. can do something. And they're just not... They don't have the time. It's just the fact it, that this, this is has a- had a whole year to work on Ginny. Yes, that and the fact that it can, like, respond. It actually communicates with you in a way in which you can read back, like, what it's telling you. Why? And, like, the other items can't do that because why, it doesn't have that. Why would... The, do you think... The Horcruxes are kind of like the One Ring. They wear down the person that's possessing them. Right. Um, They gain strength. They want things... They kind of call to... Why did the... Like... Could the diary only make itself manifest here? Like... Oh, like, like him being if it's like Tom. The, yeah, it's been in... Like, theoretically... Young Tom. The diary has been in the possession of Lucius Malfoy for at least a decade. Why didn't it just consume Lucius? Maybe, that, maybe that's why he's such a prick. Nah, he was already uh, a Death Eater before that. That's true. He's already been like a jerk for his whole life, I'm sure. Maybe, maybe he needed someone to actively participate. Right, maybe he wasn't like messing with it. Yeah, and Ginny being a, a naive a 11-year-old, like wanting someone to talk to and feeling like an outsider, the that emotion fed it. That relationship. It preyed on it. Yeah. And as she did things for him, it made him stronger. It was possessing her, and he was gaining power. Yeah. Has he been becoming more and more physical at the bottom of this chamber, like, all year? Ooh. Like, uh, like Dr. Manhattan re-putting himself together? It makes me... I just recently rewatched the Cell saga for Dragon Ball Z, so it makes me think of Cell, where it's just, like, he's, like, this tiny... He's, like, a, like a pulsating, like, this small thing that's just, like, kind of growing and and uh, getting bigger as it, as it gets more power through, like... Gross. Through her. It's almost like a, a host-parasite relationship without him actually, like, being in her like he was with Quirrell. Hmm. So, like, maybe, like, he started off as, like, this, like gross thing and just kind of like yeah manifested into a physical thing i don't know he's feed he's feeding off of things in in a different way than like instead of going out and killing unicorns and drinking unicorn blood he's just absorbing her essence yeah vitality i think is the word i'm gonna keep going back to which is like again something that cell does he's able to like suck the essence out of people out of people Beep. and make himself stronger Guys, this is bad, bad magic. Right? This is like the darkest of dark magic that we have dealt with. So I know. It's far. funny because like I've talked about, we've talked about in the past, like the dark, the the, the dark arts stuff yeah. just seems to be like glossed over. <laughs> like, like we don't get into like this. Oh, dark this is stuff. 
oh, this is dark, but we're not going to shine a light on just how brutal and horrible this actually is. Right. We're just going to, like, surface level, like, oh, as she gets weaker, I grow stronger. But then there's, like, this whole psychological wrestling that's happening now as we discuss it minute by minute of, like, this is messed up. No, I mean, let's, poor Jenny. Yeah, this she's sucks. Just a, she's just, like, what? She, she's think... a first year. She's only 11. Do you, as someone watching this, if you were, like, watching this for the first time or reading, like, yeah, no, I would say watching it because I think she gets more to do in the book, but, like, do you think that, like, uh, maybe I'll save it until we see what we get revealed about Janine tomorrow, not that we haven't already talked about it, but, like, that's true. (laughs) I I guess we'll return to the question tomorrow, but the question that I want to ask is, like, do you think that the revelation of Ginny's responsibility in all of this. Like, does it resonate for you? Like, it it all feels like... Like, this could have... For me, because of how little Ginny actually participates in the movie up to this point, for me, it could have been literally anyone at the bottom of this chamber. It doesn't matter. Because yeah. it was Tom. It was the diary. It wasn't this person that was doing the... It could have been yeah. Ernie McMillan. <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered. Right. And and the only reason that Ginny is important is because she has a crush on Harry and she's, she's Ron's, Ron's sister. sister. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I think her involvement is inconsequential. And I, I th- I'm sure that's different in the books. I'm sure we get a little bit more of Ginny. Yeah, of course, yeah. But for the movie's sake, like... Any, it could have been her her body, her skeleton will lie in the chamber forever. We never name who she is. And then you get down here and it's like Hannah Abbott. Like, it wouldn't right. matter. And Susan Bones. Yeah, it doesn't feel... Oh, my God. <laughs> Just so that Chris calls this his daughter bones. one more time. Right, right. One her, more time. Bones, her bones will lie in the chamber <gasps> forever. It's Susan Bones. It's like, oh, my God, he got us with a pun. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's awesome. Until you pointed it out. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Does this work for you, Mike? How do you feel? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I think you're right. I think it makes it makes sense in the book, in the movie, if you just watched... If you only watched the movies, you're like, oh, and it was... Ginny Weasley. Yeah. Like, oh. I think Ginny's only line. Okay. I think Ginny's only had two lines in this the whole, whole movie, movie, right? Right. She had the like, Mom, have you seen my jumper at the beginning when we first introduce her? Oh yes, I was on the cat. And then, like when she tells Malfoy to back off and he's like, Oh, you got yourself a girlfriend. I think those are the only two lines that Ginny says the entire movie. I still want to know if the cat was wearing the jumper. It was or on the if cat. It was on the cat. Like the I cat don't know. Was, like the cat it was just like as a blanket, like put over the cat. I have no idea. I don't know. Hannah Abbott got as much dialogue as Ginny did in this movie. It, right? Could have been Hannah Abbott. Could have been Hannah Abbott. Oh, but see, then Harry would have married Hannah Abbott and like, No, totally he would have changed. He should have brought he should have brought Neville with him instead of Ron. And then Aww. they could have their meat cute. That'd have been adorable. <laughs> It's like, that's how they know each other. They rescued her from the chamber. It's like, oh. I don't know. <laughs> I think that was everything I had for today. Oh, oh, except, except Harry saying, she's as cold as ice. And, <laughs> and, and Tom picking up Harry's wand. Cause of course you're going to pick up a wand. If you need, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have one. No, no. So, like, Tom's yeah, like, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. Wait. Tom Riddle, the memory in the diary. Does not have a wand. But he has robes. Yeah, but he doesn't have a wand. How does taking the essence of, like, I'm sorry, why isn't Tom naked? <laughs> Where did these robes come from? It's gonna be like a Terminator moment. At Does he have all. underclothes? He's, he's Arnold Schwarzenegger. If he has robes, why can't like? Can you not? Maybe because wands are inherently magical, you can't like. It, it the memory maybe of a because, wand yeah. is his natural wand. You can't make an a image of wand. an angel is an angel. 
I, I don't know. That's super Doctor Who y, but. What if he can pick up Harry's wand because of the Phoenix Core? I think I think that's exactly why. Like if it was any, like if it was anybody else's wand, he wouldn't yeah. be able to pick it up. Do you think that he wouldn't be able to pick it up? Like he's not. Phys- oh, it doesn't. So, so he's the only reason he appears to be as physical as he does is because like that the connection with the Phoenix Core. Like, if he had picked up Ron's wand, it wouldn't have. Would it have not worked for him, or would or he not, not been have been able, able to pick it up at all? Mm. Like, and does and does it help that Harry's there because Harry's like another like another piece? piece. We're like yeah. reconstituting Voldemort because the more the more pieces you put in the same room, the stronger he's gonna like <gasps> physically. What if Harry had just like not destroyed the Horcruxes, but just like collected them all together? Would Voldemort just like remanifest? Like, without having to do the whole, like, double double doil and trouble thing that we do in Goblet of Fire? If, if you collect all seven drag- if you, if you collect all seven horcruxes, can you make a wish? Uh, <laughs> Again, my Dragon Ball joke. Like and then the Vol- Dragon yeah, Voldemort's <laughs> wish is that he comes back to life. Yeah, you gather all seven horcruxes, you can make a wish. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, so Harry is wearing the, the ring and the diadem. Right, he wears <gasps> Has a snake wrapped around him. He's reading the diary. He's got a. He's got the, the chalice cup. with the drink in it. Whatever. Jeez. He's all laden down. Oh man, <laughs> pimp Harry with pimp all Harry. the Horcruxes. <laughs> Especially with the chalice. Like, I know. Like, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Drinking some unicorn blood. <laughs> wearing the sorting hat. I don't know why. No, he's wearing the diadem. <laughs> that's right. The diadem has to be on his head, which is so pretty. It is so pretty. <laughs> it's like aw. Ravenclaw's diadem. Holding a chalice, wearing the diadem. He's got the necklace, he's got the ring. The necklace and a ring. Like, dang. dang. Lots of jewelry. Pim Harry. Pim Harry. Got the, got the, got the journal. Diary. That's so funny. I don't know. I don't know. The, the nature of the Horcruxes is weird, and we don't actually return to the idea for a long time. It's crazy. The snake is around his... <laughs> His neck like a boa. Yes. <laughs> it is a boa. <coughs> oh, Lord. Oh. That's a bad joke. <laughs> Mischief, man! No. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Oh. Thank you for being here again, Mike. This has been a, this is a lot of fun. I'm having a good time. Yeah. Oh, no, this is, this is going really well. I know. I'm very excited. We have more, much more Tom Riddle tomorrow. These are great minutes. I know. I'm so happy to have you for, like, the big stuff. It's a it's a blast. I'm so happy that we're here. We're at the end. Like this feels like we're finally like a ch- like reaching the climax of this movie, and everything is coming to light. And like, at, we're we're definitely reaching beyond what's happening in the minutes. But there's so much to discuss here. So much meat to get into that like we're not going to get a chance to return to later. So, I uh, I'm enjoying this. Oh, I have one more note. Yeah. So I have written down Professor Moriarty. Oh. Because uh, in, so in uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, there's a Professor Moriarty hologram that gets created in like season two. Victoria's they, nodding they her head, but him... I don't know. Yes. Oh, because I so they, love they, Star Trek. They put him into storage and he comes back in like, we'll say season six or season seven. And he talks about being in a void. Because he he was given he was given life through it's like he's alive but he's not through, alive they're not oh, utilizing him he's through, just kind of like through Star Trek story. computer magic yeah he's now a living computer program yeah okay so like when Voldemort Tom young Tom goes into the diary we'll say Lucius didn't open it no one else opened it yeah he wakes up with Jenny and then he's like oh you're the person I want to meet you know and he's heard apparently about the other Voldemort like does does Jenny does she just fill him in? Like, does she does she tell him everything? Does he observe the news or something? Or um, you know, did she tell him, oh, yeah, you know, Voldemort came. He killed all these people. The queen's still alive. Charles is still prince. You know, <laughs> like, did she have to tell him all the current events? Or I does the diary somehow absorb? Like, like, what, how, did he know? know time was passing? May, yeah, we've, you know, we've talked about this a little bit, like... This piece of soul that's been severed off of of OG Voldemort, like, 
when when Voldemort, like after he splits this piece of Horcrux off of him and puts it in the diary, and then he goes off and he has life experiences, does the piece of slivered soul know what's going on? Earn those memories? <laughs> yeah. Well, but I think I think maybe yes. Because Harry can see what's happening in Voldemort's mind. Um, maybe the other pieces of Voldemort can also see what OG Voldemort is doing. By extension. So, so all, all the updates get get pushed upstream to each each piece of the soul. Maybe. So if any of them is maybe. accessed. <laughs> maybe. So someone wearing the locket just somewhere else might get the like the Voldemort that's impacting them. Yeah, could I be part of the plan. If if when Ron's wearing the locket and he's getting like moody and angsty and it's like weighing him down. If Voldemort did something if Voldemort got like particularly angry, like Harry would see what's happening would Ron also see what's happening? Like, by extension, via the necklace? Mm-hmm. Would would Ginny writing in the diary earn the memories that the diary would be getting from Voldemort direct? Like, I... I don't know. I think Harry earns insight into what Voldemort's doing... Because he's got the piece of soul within him. But I don't know. And, and, and I would guess that like the other pieces are probably getting that information. Like. Harry sees Nagini. Harry believes that he is Nagini biting Arthur Weasley. Right. Yeah. Does the diary. Does the piece of Tom in the diary. If it was still around. Would it also see that attack does the locket the piece in the locket see that attack the same way that harry sees it sees i'm putting in like parentheses like experiences it by extension because they're part of the same soul Hmm. i think maybe yes i think that those pieces would probably earn some sense maybe it's because they're like particularly strong emotions like harry can't like just straight up read all of voldemort's thoughts always Right. It has to be like an extreme emotion. So maybe, I mean, this is a question that I had tomorrow because of uh, when he says he was most anxious to meet Harry. Does Tom know about Harry because Voldemort knows about Harry? Or does Tom know about Harry because Ginny told him about Harry? Right. <laughs> but if but if Ginny told him about Harry, wouldn't the only thing he knows is like, oh, she, 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 she really fancies you. Well, I don't know. He says that he was the most anxious to meet him. And unless she told him about, like, oh, he was the boy who lived, he defeated Which, the Dark okay, Lord you-know-who. Then that makes sense. And and he saved the school last year from you-know-who again? Right? It's like, she oh, this kid who's defeated me, OG me twice. Like, oh, I need to meet this guy. Yeah. That kind of makes sense, too. <laughs> I, I don't... It's like without any. We don't know. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. It's always I don't know. It's like maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Uh, anyone listening, I... if you have theories, join the Harry Potter Minute and Listeners Army page and give us your theories. I do like the possibility that uh, Tom shows up and says, "She's right. You are a dreamboat." <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, you are. <laughs> oh, you're pretty cute. You're a pretty good-looking guy. <laughs> Much, much more handsome in person. She doesn't give you credit. She doesn't do you justice. Aww. I don't know. That's silly. That's so silly. And then they become friends Aww. until he finds out that, you know, Harry led to his downfall. Aww. And that's where Voldemort came from. Yeah. That's the real well, reason he became well, evil. He was spurned. Well, well Dr. Hewitt. <laughs> he was created from Harry murdering him in the future oh my god yeah it's just this weird fixed point in time that'll never make real sense yeah yeah oh no i don't time travel shenanigans that's next year right it's too early for that oh my brain can't handle it 
wasn't prepared. I just, I really love, I have the minute paused on this moment where he steps out of the shadows, where you just see the collar of his shirt and, like, his head, and it seems like it's, like, suspended in midair, but it's so good. He's just, like, a step away from, from coming out. You see, like, his cloak and then, like, his leg. pant leg as he steps out and he's just, like, mate- just literally materializes. It's really good. You guys, I like this minute. <laughs> Obviously. It's a good minute. It is a good minute. Thank you for being here again, Mike. Yeah, glad to be glad to uh, make it back for another season. Absolutely. Uh, would you like to plug anything before we wrap this one up? Yeah. Hey, um, anyone looking for the wonderful sequel to return to, to The Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Turn to OzMinute.com. Oz Minutes on Twitter. You can find us there. We're still doing it. It's good stuff. There's, there's still memes coming out. Nice. I uh, I watched that movie for the first time ever to be on your show, and it was an experience. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's one. I'm still traumatized by the wheelers, you guys. Oh, the wheelers is the best. <laughs> that's why i wanted this <laughs> i know i was really delighted like, that give we me the give me that. the creepy stuff it was so good it was so good i love those those yeah. lists they always talk about oh childhood movies that were actually a lot creepier than you thought they were type of thing return of oz is always like, on that list. always because the wheelers I'm like why not like of course of course yeah my uh my my fiance's best friend was just just in town and we you know we, we we've met but i we did not ever talk about movies oh and i have a i've got a i have a uh poster of of tiktok that is like an, an army recruiting like nice. i want you for the oh, army that's of awesome. Oz. that's awesome and uh she you know she, she sees this poster and she's like tiktok <laughs> oh hey and then, uh, yeah you our, know what's up. like well you guys will be friends now <laughs> that's the best oh i love it i love it when people get the references right she's like i haven't i haven't thought about him in years <laughs> oh, it's so good so then we talked about we talked about Return to Oz for a bit. Of course, that's the best. Everyone, if you want to go listen to Mike talk about more Return to Oz, you should definitely go check out uh, Return to Oz Minute because it is a lot of fun. And then uh, come back tomorrow as we wrap up the week with Minute One Hundred and Forty. Oh my goodness, we're two hours and twenty minutes into this movie. This is a long. Why is this movie so long? <laughs> Does it need to be so long? Nope. All right, all right. Come back tomorrow, everybody. Mischief, Mischief managed. managed. Yeah. Yeah. I should have given you more heads up. I'm sorry. <laughs>